0: Well, this is part 2 of our Jesus stories series and really the idea behind this series is uh, that we're going to look at the stories that Jesus told. It was it, it's often uh, in scripture that we see when Jesus really wants someone to understand, when when there's a concept that that's complex but has has real weight to it where he really wants them to get it. Uh, he he has them lean in. He says, "Let me let me tell you a story." And so over the, uh, the last couple of weeks we've been looking at uh, not only the story of Jesus but the stories that Jesus told. And here we are as a people uh, in a season that uh, was, was very unexpected, right? We did not expect the, the circumstances that we find ourselves in, and yet it's requiring something of us, right? It's requiring us to operate in a different kind of way. It's requiring us to operate with Something called persistence. And uh, so we look at the story that, that, that Jesus shared with, with the people who had gathered as he's talking with them about kind of the, the way everything's going to go, the, the challenges that they're going to face and uh, all the circumstances they're going to face. And uh, he says, so let's talk about persistence, right? Let's, let's talk about persistence, not just as like you understand and know the details about persistence, but he said, let me tell you a story, right? Let me tell you how you can learn to operate in a different kind of way, to operate with a different kind of gear, I think for us, we, um, we want to be persistent, right? We want to learn how to persevere in the face of difficult times, but uh, we don't always wanna go through the process that it takes for us to actually get to that point, right? The, the only way that we're going to learn persistence is, is through, unfortunately, through situations that, that require us to persist. But as a, as a people in, in 2020, as a people who have life, for the most part, that's, that's relatively easy, um, we, we, ha- we face situations that require persistence, but we don't always successfully navigate it. And, and I think part of the problem is, actually, there, I think there's three problems. The, the, the first is that uh, we feel right? We feel hopeless. Uh, We feel like we're helpless. And so it's hard to persist. It's hard to hold on. It's hard to stay strong when we're not sure we're actually going to make it, right? When we're not sure what the actual outcome is going to be. Um, it maybe isn't that it's, the issue is what we feel, but it might be what we think, right? We, uh, we think that things are the way they are because it's the way they're supposed to be. So we look at a situation like we're facing as a nation, like we're facing as a world, and we, and we have the tendency to say, well, I guess this is just how it's supposed to be, right? I guess this was some sort of inevitable set of circumstances that, that are it's, it's just how it's supposed to be. So, so what could we do or what, what could I do to actually change anything about it? Um, or maybe it's it's not an issue of thinking or feeling. Maybe it's just an issue of um, just something we haven't yet learned, right? It's a skill that we haven't developed, a muscle that we haven't developed as we as we navigate lives in, in, a, in an era in life that, that doesn't require as much of us, right? We're, we're pretty used to, as a people, uh, we're pretty used to things happening automatically. We're pretty used to things happening fairly easily for us. Uh, we're used to things that, the, that even if they're difficult, things, they, they can come rather easily or we can at least get our way uh, in a rather easy way. Kind of way that we expect an immediate response or an immediate result, and so we haven't learned to persist, right? We haven't had to to learn what long obedience looks like, what it looks like for us to to stay strong in in seasons that require more of us than maybe we'd like to would like to give, and so Jesus. And sharing a story with his disciples he's sharing a story with a group of people who have who have kind of leaned in they're listening to what he has to say and and he's telling them about the way that, that things are going to be the the way that the things are going to be to get difficult he's talking about what it's going to be like when when he returns right so he's he's talking about the the future he's talking about maybe the end of all things and there's this tendency, I think, as you as you read, it, we're going to spend time in in Luke 18. But as you read the, the passages leading up to this, the verses leading up to it, you can you can almost get a sense where those who are listening could be a little bit overwhelmed. They could be a little bit um, just overwhelmed with the reality of what's what they're going to face or what people are going to face. And then Jesus, I think, ten, uh, sensing that that that's the reality, looks at them. And he says, "Well, let me tell you a story. Right? Let me tell you what this is actually going to be like." He he just when it seems hopeless, just when it seems like there's no chance, Jesus leans. and he says, let me tell you a story. So Luke chapter 18, starting in verse one, Luke records this as he's recording the story of the church, right? Luke is recording, he he wrote the book, uh, Luke, and then the the book of Acts, showing the, the story of Jesus and showing the story of the early church, showing how people lived in response to the life of Jesus, and so he's giving this account, he's telling a story, he's helping us understand the foundation on which this whole movement is built. And so he writes this to to the church, to us as we listen in in 2020. He says this, verse one, and then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up right in light of everything that jesus has been talking about in light of everything that 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 would be uh maybe likely to make someone want to give up would would maybe even make the question of persistence it's like is it even worth fighting for if it's going to get that difficult if if things are going to go the way that they're going or if my circumstances are going to continue to be the way they are then and what's the point right just when it starts to feel hopeless jesus turns the corner and he, he begins to tell them a story with a specific purpose because he wants them to pray, right? He wants them to communicate with God. He wants to be in a relationship with them. And then and then he doesn't want them to give up. He wants them to persist. Right? Luke is writing the story of the church. He's saying, This is the foundation on which this movement starts. This is this is what we're about. If we're about nothing else besides following after Jesus and and learning to to trust him and to respond in obedience, to to stand strong in our faith even when things get difficult. So the story begins in verse 2 of Luke chapter 18. Uh, and, and Jesus says this, "'In a certain town there was a judge "'who neither feared God nor, nor cared what people thought. "'And there was a widow in that, in that town "'who kept coming to him with the plea, "'Grant me justice against my adversary.'" the story that Jesus tells is, is intentionally vague. Jesus doesn't start to talk about a specific city or a, a specific group of people because we have this tendency as people to, to start to, to categorize things or start to say, well, I think I know what this story is about or, well, I'm not from that town or that's not, that's not who I am. Then we can say, well, that doesn't necessarily apply to me. Jesus leaves it vague. He says, this applies to everybody. There's this city, right? And we could be any city in the world. And, and there's this judge, which could be, could be anybody in the world. And there's this woman who's, who's on the wrong side of justice. And, and she's, she's pleading for justice. And so, so there's this conversation that's beginning to happen. And he wants them to keep listening. He keeps it intentionally vague, so they keep listening. We don't know what the story was, right? We don't know what the situation was. We don't know exactly what the justice was that this woman is asking for. We don't know who the adversary was. Um, but we do know it's it's possible that that it could be a property dispute between this woman and her husband's family. It could be some situation where uh, as a woman who is, who's been widowed, as a woman who who wouldn't have a whole lot of um, kind of like power in that particular community in that particular culture that that her only outlet would have been to go to the court to go to this judge to get help. that even though she had very few rights and almost no voice to defend herself, she, she had time, right? She had persistence. And so she did what she could with what she had. She, she didn't just complain to her friends. She didn't just get frustrated about the situation and say, well, I guess this is how it's supposed to be. She goes to the judge and she repeatedly goes to the judge. She, she keeps coming to him with the plea, grant me justice. She has time and she has the opportunity for persistence. And so she does something about it we have to be careful at this moment in the stories. I think sometimes we, we can tend to to look at, at parables like allegories and we start to think that we have an understanding of who all the different characters are. And, and we have this kind of like tendency to think of God as a judge. And so we look at this story and say, well, well, God must be the judge, right? This this woman is coming to him and pleading for justice and she's coming and she's not getting what she's wanting. So she, she has to keep asking and asking and asking. And Given the, the kinds of backgrounds we have, the kinds of experiences that we have, we could, we could tend to look at that and say, well, well God must be the, the judge in this, in this story, right? So, so is this what prayer is supposed to be like? Is this, is how, is this how we're supposed to relate to him? The, the story is not a story of God functioning as the judge. The, the judge in the story is, 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 is not God. Right? because as the story plays out, that it becomes more and more clear that it's not the way that God operates. In some ways, what, what Jesus is trying to show is, is that it's exactly the opposite of how God operates. Verse 4, for some time he refused, but, but finally he, he said to himself, even though I don't fear God, right? even though I don't fear God or, or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice, so she won't eventually come and attack me. Right, the judge is remarkably self-aware. Right? He's, he's very aware of how he's wired. In some ways, it's almost a point of pride. He's saying, look, I don't care what people think. I don't even care what, what God thinks about the way I'm operating. I don't, I don't worry about these sorts of things. I don't fear God. I don't care about what people think about me, but, but I do care about what might happen to me. And so it could be that, that if I don't grant this woman justice, if I don't respond to her complaint, if I don't, if I don't help her navigate this situation, that, that things might get worse for me. The, the phrase that, that he uses there when he says that she might come and attack me, or she might, uh, yeah, she might come and attack me, is actually, a, a, could be translated, she might come and punch me in the face, right? She might come and, and give me a black eye. And so, so the judge is saying, look, I may not care about what God thinks, I may not care about the way that, that other people feel about me, but I do care about what happens to me. I do care about what, what might come of, of my experience. And so and just to make sure that nothing bad happens to me, I, may, I might as well go ahead and, and treat this woman well. And so then the Lord says, as Jesus then gives an answer, begins to, to unpack what this story actually means and starts to help us understand how we're supposed to live in response to this story, right? He says this, uh, and the Lord says, listen to what the unjust judge says. He said, and, and, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. In other words, God does not function like the judge in this story, but he says, however, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Jesus is, is framing the story properly in a way that helps us understand God better, framing the story that, that maybe helps us understand the human experience, the way that we're called to relate to God and to each other. And then he closes with the big question. I think for all of us, as, not just as, as individuals, but us as a church, as Bertridge Church seeks to live faithfully in response to what God is doing and, and to live faithfully and persistently through, through what all is, is happening in the world around us. Jesus says, when, when the Son of Man returns, will, will, he find, will he find faith on the earth? It's a hard question, right? It's a question that we're gonna to have to live into. It's a question that, that we're really gonna to have to wrestle hard with, not just in the sense that, that we can answer it cognitively or answer it in some kind of like, I know the, the bullet points to answer this question, but we have to live our way into it, right? We have to learn how to, how to persist, not just for the sake of surviving, but for the sake of growing in faith, for, for us to be able to answer the question that Jesus is asking, will there be faith on earth? For us to answer yes means that, that we have some lessons to learn. And we look at the story and we see, we see the widow, right? We see lessons from her story. We, we see that there's these moments when maybe for some of us, we heard this story and we're like, I know exactly what it feels like to be on the wrong side of justice. I know exactly what it feels like to be on the wrong side of fair. And, and it's easy for me to picture myself as the widow begging for help, begging for, for someone to respond to the, to the needs that I have that sometimes or maybe when we are the widow because it's going to happen right when we're when we're in those sets of circumstances we're, we're not necessarily in control where we're dependent on the response the faithful response of others that that we have to learn how to operate in that way and so this story helps us see that that when we're the widow that that when we're up against things that we can't overcome on our own when we feel like we're alone that that there's this thing called persistence, right? That, that God is teaching us something or asking us to live in a certain way that, that uh, maybe for some of us, we realize that immediately. You know, we, we, we understand what it feels like. Um, for others, maybe we actually need to learn this. And the only way to learn it is, is through situations that require persistence, through, through situations that require us to operate in a different kind of way. That really the only way to learn persistence isn't that we just simply decide or we read a book about it, but we actually have to live through circumstances that require persistence, and so we look and we 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 recognize that persistence in this story, persistence as it talk as it as it looks like us living faithfully and in light of, of what God has done, living faithfully to be able to answer the question, Will there be faith on earth? That Jesus frames that with the question of of persistence. He frames it with the question of prayer. And so so we persist. We persist in prayer, right, when we're on the wrong side of justice, when, when things aren't going well, when when we're not in control of our circumstances, when when things, would, we would rather see them operate in a different way or, or play out in a different way, that, that we persist in prayer, that we take it to God and we say, God, this is not fair, right? There's a situation that, that you're going to have to help me deal with or you're going to have to work and fight on my behalf that um, this isn't, I think we have to be careful here, that when we talk about persisting in prayer, it's not saying, well, if, if I pray enough times or if I, if I pray for long enough, that that's going to make God do something, right? That that's not the, the point of the story, that, that God isn't the judge in this story that, that simply says, well, if, if they keep coming to me repeatedly, then, then eventually I'll answer their question in a way that they want me to answer it. This isn't a pray, pray until it happens kind of thing, but it's saying, I'm going to posture myself, faithfully in front of God, allowing God to to work in my life and through my life to, to, to get me through whatever situation that I'm facing. That sometimes things take time, right? Sometimes the justice that we long for, sometimes the resolution to the circumstances that we find ourselves in, will take longer than we want, than we would like than we'd like them to. And it's as if Jesus, as he tells this story, as that the story echoes across the years and, and we begin to process it for our for our lives right now, that it's as if Jesus could, could kind of look at us and say, well, you can't say you weren't warned, right? You can't say that, that I didn't warn you that sometimes it's going to be a long time coming in, in terms of resolution. So we persist in prayer and we persist against those uh, the brokenness that we find in this world, those things that, that just don't seem like they are, that they're that they're not as they should be, those things that we feel powerless to fix, those things that, that seem like they're systemic issues or, or just so broad and so vast that there's just nothing we feel like we could do personally to, to make it happen, that that we're called to persistence, right? Not just simply surviving, but, but persisting in faith, saying that I'm not gonna allow this to change the way I see God. I'm not gonna allow this to, to change the way I see what God has put in front of me and what he's doing in me, but to recognize that there are times when, when it just is simply that we have to hunker down and keep pushing one foot in front of the other and, and operating with the kind of faith that, that takes us through the difficult times when we feel powerless, when, uh, when, when we realize that, that we're called to situations and circumstances that, that require us to not give up, uh, that, that there, are, there are these moments that, that require us to simply say it's going to take a while, right? This, this situation to, to get to the, the resolution of this is going to take a whole set of steps and, 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 and persistence in that way. And so we look and we say, we choose persistence even when it looks like things are going to take a while, right? Even when things aren't exactly falling in, in the way that we'd like them to fall, that there are certain things that can only be fixed when we take the next step and the next step and the next step. So for us, maybe what we need to do when we look at those kinds of circumstances, when, when things are difficult and they're, they're difficult in a way that's going to take a long time, that it's a lot of steps, it feels complicated, it feels complex, is, is to simply say, how can I move forward today? Right? What can I do to, to take a step forward? Right? This, this situation is not going to be fixed in a day, but, but I can start to move forward. I can, I can make an improvement. I can, I can take a step forward. That's persistence, right? That's that's faithful persistence that believes that what's on the other side of of whatever it is that we're facing is better than than where we were when we started. So we learn lessons from the widow, but we also we learn lessons from the judge because sometimes we we are the judge in this circumstance. Sometimes we're the one that that is, is in a position to solve somebody's problem or to to help bring about justice for other people. We look and we see the judge who who wasn't you know. A, uh, necessarily in his mind, a bad person. He's, he's self-aware, right? He, he understands who he is that, um, but that's not the problem. The, the judge is unfit based on his attitude toward God. He's based on, or unfit based on his attitude towards other people. And so we have this, this judge who, who's remarkably self-aware so much like, like we are sometimes where we say, well, that's just not how I am, or, well, that's just the, the, the way I operate, or that's just the way I tend to treat people. And we, and we take that and we say, well, I'm, I'm self-aware, but, but not with any kind of hope of, of operating in a better kind of way and kind of letting ourselves off the hook with with things that could be improved that God may want to be working out of us and and, and so we look and we say so what does it look like for us to learn from that to, to not just make the goal self-awareness but to make the goal transformation to to get beyond where we already are because the reality is when we aren't moved by injustice when we're not moved when we see things that aren't right when, when we're not moved when we see other people who who are having to face circumstances that that are more difficult than, than what seems fair that if that doesn't move our heart, if that doesn't break our heart, if that doesn't make us want to respond, then then we have to ask ourselves the question why? Because because that's because just because we're not moved doesn't mean that we shouldn't be moved. We talk of persistence in prayer. We talk about how sometimes we're we're in situations where all, it feels like all we can do is pray, and, and so we persist and. But the reality is on the other side of that, we have people who are praying, right? We have people who are longing for resolution. We have people who are, who are crying out and asking God for, for a change in circumstances. And, and maybe we have to ask ourselves a question as we look at the story through the lens of, of who the judge is, is, is the question of, um, is, is my disobedience or is my lack of action or my lack of response requiring someone else to persist in prayer right is 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 the way that i'm operating is is the reason that other people need to persist in prayer because i have not yet responded in faithful obedience it's a question that then when we look at the story, when when the story plays out, it's a simple story, it's just a few sentences long. But for us to understand the human condition, for us to understand what it is that that we're supposed to do, how how we're supposed to live differently, Jesus tells these simple stories that kind of just burrow in and force us to, to see the world differently, to see ourselves differently. And so Jesus closes the story with a question. He says, When the Son of Man when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? on earth? And that's not a question that, that just the original audience would have had to answer. That's a question that as, as, as we navigate life now that, that we have to answer for our lives. And, and so in those circumstances where, where we feel like we're the widow, are, are we willing to continue to pray, to, to pray and not give up, right? To, to persist in prayer, to trust that, that God hears us and to trust that, that God is working on our behalf to, to persist, or maybe it could be that in those moments where we're the judge, where we have to learn to, to, to listen differently, right? To, to listen for opportunities to help people, not just listen for opportunities to advance our own agenda, to to recognize that that our calling is to never be the the reason why that, that people have to persist in prayer. When we're the widow, when we're the judge, and then for us as a church to, to navigate and to, to to navigate the answer to this question, for us to live into this question. To say, here we are, we're called, right? We're called to this community. We're called to, to this moment in history. And so, so the question is, will we, will we simply survive or will we, will we persist in a way that, that shows that we have faith, right? We'll sh- that, that shows that we're about more than just simply making sure that we're okay. To make sure that the answer to the question is yes. When Jesus says, will there be faith, right? That, that we answer the question yes, because we understand that what he means by faith isn't just, will, will people believe in me? Right? Will people have a, a healthy set of theology that, that, that makes things make sense? Jesus says, will there be faith? And what he's talking about is a faith that, that leads us into deeper relationship with God, that, that causes us to respond to, to faith, right? To, 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 to take faith and apply it to the act of living, to make sure that the answer to the question is yes, that, that for those in our community who are praying, that, that we do everything we can to be the answer to those prayers. For, for even those prayers who ha- that haven't yet been prayed, that we would seek to be to be the kind of church, to be the kind of people that, that answer that question, yes, that, that we are here, right? That we are here to be the answer to, to other people's questions, to other people's prayers, even when they haven't yet been prayed. And so this week as we talk about this, this story, as we talk about what this looks like for us to live it out, I think there's some specific things that we can do in response to this. I think the first is, is I think there's, there's, this is an opportunity for us to pray, right? That, that our lives and our rhythms have been disrupted by everything that's happening in the world around us. For us to say, I'm gonna take some time. Or, I'm gonna take some time, and even if it's difficult, right? Even if we're, we're, we're looking at, at this, this assignment, if you could call it that, this, this, this opportunity to pray, and, and we've never done it before that maybe we need to carve out some time and just simply get quiet before God and say, God, what is it you're trying to teach me? God, what is it that you're, that you're trying to show me? For, for some of us, it may be that there's a situation that we're facing that, that we need to place before God, that, that we've been holding on to it, that, that we've taken responsibility for something that we're not supposed to be responsible for. We simply say, God, I'm gonna hand this back over to you. I'm gonna, gonna trust that you're going to work in this, that, that you're gonna do something for me on, and on my behalf that, that I could never do for myself, that we spend time in prayer that we take time to, to listen to God through his word, that we, that we open our Bibles or we open the app and we, uh, the, the, the Bible app and we, and we say, God, what is it that you want to say to me today? God, what is it that, that you want me to learn from, from the word that's been preserved for me across generations that, that, that wasn't just helpful then, but, but it's helpful and life-changing now to take some time to, to listen to scripture, to listen to God speak, right? that, that, to, to understand that God is not silent, that he continues to speak through his word. So we take time to pray, we, we take time to listen uh, to God through his word, and, and maybe we need to take some time to check in on somebody, right? To actually make it not just about us, but, but to check in with someone and, and think about the people within your circle of, of friends or your circle of family and say, who is it that I could reach out to? Who is it that, that I could connect with? Who is it that, that may be in need of help? Who is it that, that I could help bring about, not necessarily, maybe not necessarily justice, but but some sort of provision for to be the answer to prayers maybe not even yet, that haven't yet been prayed. And so we, we answer the question, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? And we look and we say, we're going to do that. We're going to answer that question, yes. We're going to live into the answer because we're going to pray, right? And we're going to not give up.